Hello and welcome back to the show. Happy New Year and I hope that in 2021 we will learn how to deal with this pandemic more efficiently so it doesn't take us by surprise as it did the first time around. If you live in England or any other country that quarantined for the second time around, you know exactly what I'm talking about. For my listeners in the United States, I think that another lockdown is coming around, uh, this time having to deal with the new mutation of the virus. You know, a lot of people had thought that after 2020, everything is going to go back to normal, but we're not even close to that. We have to adapt and adjust to these circumstances that will be around for another year or two, or I have no idea, but um, we we have to uh, adapt and adjust, and that's pretty much it. Moving on to football news, the Spurs are back to winning ways with Kane and Son linking up play very well like they did last year. And it brings Tottenham a 3-0 victory against a very difficult lead side. Crystal Palace won 2-0 against Sheffield, a club that broke another negative record. Now they have 17 games without a win. That is the longest winless start in the history of the Premier League for Sheffield. At this rate, I mean, you can bring in Joey Barton as a manager. <laughs> he quit his job. Uh, at least it will be fun to watch his antics on the sideline and post-game conferences. Arsenal finally able to link up uh, some wins with a 4 to nothing win against West Brom. Lacazette, Saka, and Tierney with top performances. And I'd like to underline Saka here, who has been in form recently and needs to start, in my opinion, every single game for Arsenal absolutely no question about it he's in top form and you should play that that young kid because he needs the minute Leicester won away in Newcastle 2-1 and it was a game of efficiency Newcastle came in too late to the party and decided to attack when there weren't enough minutes left on the clock and that cost them the game in my opinion um here uh, Madison had a great overall performance uh passes uh finishing uh top class absolutely the class uh, of Chelsea versus City seems to be seem to be off balance at least uh, from the start of the game because City had to play without I think it was six or seven players that were unavailable due to COVID. Um, an outbreak was detected in in the City squad with Mendy being one of the players involved uh, in a New Year's party that broke COVID protocol according to the Sun newspaper. There are also other allegations of him that we will not discuss just yet they haven't been confirmed but Guardiola managed to put it out a very competitive team today against Chelsea and boy did they deliver Kevin De Bruyne leading the pack they were three to nothing up at the break the game finished three to one and Chelsea and Lampard faced serious criticism after that performance uh unbothered Lampard after the game said that well he had those games before too and uh, at the end of the season he was uh, lifting a trophy that's exactly what he said but that that remains to be seen I did say at the beginning of the season that um you know after that market splurge Chelsea meant business this year but it looks like it's going to take time yes Harvitz and Werner uh, they still did not adjust to the Premier League and there's no excuse for that we talked about them in the last podcast and and they these players that come in for a lot of money from different leagues they have to come to an understanding that they were brought in to make an, an immediate impact. They were considered key players. They're considered world-class players, top talent. You bring in top talent, that's why you paid them money for them. You didn't buy them for, you know, three, four million. You, you, you spend a boatload of money. 
they need to make an immediate impact. And when you come in, you you better be ready to rock and roll right from the start. You you can't just waste time and oh we didn't get adjusted. Oh Bundesliga was uh, so much easier and here so much more difficult. Well, what'd you think it was a walk in the park? What'd you think they pay you for? There's no excuse. You need to make an immediate impact, and there's no going around about it. Liverpool got shocked by Southampton uh, with former Red Danny Ings scoring a very early uh, goal for Southampton, and uh, Liverpool did not manage to get back. It was a beautiful performance by Southampton, and it, it shows why they are so high up in the table. What was most impressive about this team was the team spirit and the way they would cover and run for one another. It wasn't that Liverpool did not create chances, they sure did, but the willingness of the Southampton players to always track back, make the run, and stop the attack was the key to win. They could have easily won this by two if Theo Walcott would have just stayed on side, on side for the counter, but um, tactically, they had Liverpool press with two, sometimes three players. They used three players in the first half. I, I think it was a lot more efficient than just two. And then they dropped back uh, as the game moved forward. A defensive line that was pretty high and relied on the keeper to come and sweep any lofted ball over the defense. And, and, and well, it, it worked. It absolutely worked. It was a tad bit risky, but this time the risk paid off. And they should be extremely proud of their performance. Klopp after the game, um, you know, complaining that Mane was not awarded a penalty. To me, it was not controversial at all. It was not even being close to be a penalty. Mane was falling and dragged his uh, back foot against the defender. You can't really expect a penalty for that. And also Klopp brought in Majesty United's penalty record, which... Uh, well, let's be honest here. They received a lot of them, and I would say most of them were fair. Uh, but Klopp said that you know that has nothing to do with uh, with the loss against Southampton. But just saying, well, yeah, just saying, it doesn't. <laughs> it really doesn't have anything to do with the loss. Um, on on that account, I do believe that Liverpool need some depth in all position, given that they've been dealing with a boatload of injuries or at least they can get a few players on loan so they can rotate the squad a bit more efficiently with the new hectic schedule playing every two to three days uh it's it's exhausting and it will be exhausting because he you know club likes to play uh the uh, uh Mane, Salah and Firmino uh triangle up front and you keep playing these guys over and over again especially with the new schedule it's going to get a little bit tricky uh, for for Liverpool to retain their title. And my question is, what if Salah leaves? That's going to be a tough replacement. And if Liverpool want to retain the title, they will need Salah at least until the end of the season. Um, news is that the Egyptian is linked with Madrid. Um, but honestly, I don't see any reason why they would get him when they have Isco, Vasquez, Asensius, Asensio, Vinicius. And some of them don't even get minutes anymore. Of course, they have Neymar as well. Uh, I mean, uh, Hazard as well. That has been a flop, but uh, that's a different story. Since we're talking about Madrid, they won against Celta. And Sergio Ramos is still in a standoff with Real Madrid about a contract extension that um, didn't happen so far. Um, back in Barcelona, of course, another player dealing with a contract situation is, of course, none other than Lionel Messi that has been linked with every club on the planet, basically. It has been reported that Ramos told Florentino Perez 
Real Madrid's president that PSG will make a great team with him and Messi coming in. I don't see that why it wouldn't be a possibility. PSG has money for days. I mean, they can bring in Ramos, Messi, and Ronaldo and probably need to sell uh, one or two players to make it happen. Anything, anything's possible. And this transfer window, I'm pretty sure if um, Messi had said in an interview, um, the, the most recent one, he has said that he doesn't want to take any decisions um, during the winter transfer window. You know, when summer comes around, that's when he'll uh, make a decision. He'll let this Barca contract expire and then uh, decide what he wants to do. Um, also, Sergio Ramos, I don't know, maybe it's a money issue there. I have no idea, but they, <laughs> Real Madrid would would do a great disservice to the club and to their fan base by not uh, extending Sergio Ramos's contract. And then there's Ronaldo, which I truly believe if he doesn't win um, the Champions League this season with Juventus, I'm pretty sure that he'll make a leave. Uh, he'll he'll try to get someplace else, where I have no idea. To be honest with you, I don't think Madrid is going to sign him at 36 years old. Um, it will be, I mean, again, top quality players still breaking records. Uh, in 2020, he's breaking records. Early 2021, he just exceeded Pele's record. Um, where will he go? I have absolutely no clue. I would love to see him at Manchester United, and I would love to see Messi. You know, if these two players would would transfer to England in uh, summer of 2021, that would be absolutely incredible. What a what an incredible summer that would be. But uh, moving on to uh, Italy. And uh, AC Milan is still on top, of course, with uh, great performances. Two, two nothing against Benevento and uh, Inter Milan as well, with a six-two win against Crotone. And Lukaku has been in top form recently and broke uh, Ronaldo Nazario, the Brazilian record, by uh, scoring fifty goals in seventy games, as opposed to the Brazilian who scored fifty goals in seventy-seven games, seven games more. The numbers don't lie, folks, and after an unsuccessful transfer at Manchester United, Lukaku found himself went at home in Inter, and he became a scoring machine. They use him as a target man usually, where Lukaku can make use of his physique and take uh, defenders on a one-versus-one situation or get into duels that he wins most of the time. A lot of fans were triggered online that you can't really compare the Brazilian Ronaldo and Lukaku, and yes, while I do agree that Ronaldo Nazario had a fantastic career, for playing, uh, playing for Barcelona, Real Madrid, Inter Milan, AC Milan, but also Lukaku is just 27, and he can he can still make a big move. And by the looks of it, he's not slowing down. There's no reason to compare the two players because they they have two do- totally different uh, uh, skills. They have they have a different approach to the game. And the argument is that you know when ronaldo was playing there were better teams and defenders and that argument doesn't stand for one bit serie a is more competitive than ever there are no easy games to win anymore and they have attracted top talent around the world and in terms of uh, the defenders really bonucci theo hernandez skriniar romagnoli devries delict caldara Chiellini. need i keep going look at the teams that made it to the champions league um from italy you know, but what I'm going to say is give 
Lukaku the credit. He's a great attacker that needs to be recognized. Staying in Italy, Juventus won their first game of the year against Udinese 4-1. Another deceiving goal line. Juventus played a poor game and once more, if it wasn't for Ronaldo that scored a double and assisted, uh, assisted a beautiful goal, I'm sure they would have lost the game after a first half that was extremely poor. Many people have started to see what I've been talking about ever since Pirlo took charge. Juve does not play beautiful football. There's no creativity, no urgency, no motivation. And if you look at some of these games that they lost where they had to make a comeback, it seems like they just don't don't have it in them to build a fast attack and to get players forward. Um, this is an extremely lethargic team that usually has three players performing well out of 11. Um, in other news, Ronaldo broke Pele's record of 757 official goals and Pele gets the most petty award in early 2021. Just a few days ago, it seems that you know, Messi surpassed Pele's record of 644 goals for one club and Santos Football Club in Brazil came up and said that, oh, the goal tally is well over 1,000 and it should be disputed. Now that Ronaldo surpassed his uh, official goal tally, Pele posted on his Instagram profile that he has over 1,200 goals scored. That probably includes the one scored in a lunch break in high school. This is so petty and I'm beyond words. Pele hasn't played since the 70s, but his total goals keep increasing every year. It's just sad that he won't recognize uh, at this time that, you know, it's it's you know his time is up. It's it's very unbecoming. And Messi and Ronaldo are many levels up from Pele and pretty much everybody else that touched the ball. Um, the numbers don't lie. The stats, the way they play, the longevity, um, the the high level that they still play and they still break records. These two goats will be the goats. For a very long time. That is all that I have for you today. Thank you for very much for listening. We'll see you on the next one.